Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One day. One day away, ladies and gentlemen. We are from Minnesota Vikings finalizing their 53-man roster. Who do you think should be on it? We're going to see some surprises. We already saw one last night. We're going to break it all down. We're going to look at who's already been cut, who I project to be cut, and my 53-man roster prediction that I released on Sunday afternoon, including a practice squad projection as well. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Hosted by Tyler Fornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network, publisher of Substack Run In Shooter, host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Small. You are looking live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have some fun here tonight on The Real Forno Show. I'm your host, Tyler Fornis. With me, as always, top right corner. His name is Producer Dave. Dave, what's in the glass? Texas bourbon whiskey from Fire Oak Distilleries down in San Antonio. It's a 47.5% alcohol, 95 proof. Pretty good. That is pretty good. I am drinking water out of a Yeti. <laughs> it's I didn't been a rough day, I know, tracking all those uh, players that got 
waived, cut, released, traded, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's been a busy day, but a lot of it has to do with just preparing for tomorrow. And if you aren't sure who the Vikings have already moved on from, uh, you can go to vikingswire.usada.com, where, as most of you already know, I am the managing editor. And we have a nice... It's right there on the ticker. We have a nice tracker on the site. Or if you don't want something right in front of you, you can look at the tracker that Dave has below, which came from vikingswire.usatoday.com. So uh, he is on top of everything. And we are trying something new here today. Odie and Eclair are downstairs. They got peanut butter lick mats. And if you've never seen a lick mat, it's one of those little, it's like a little square. And then it's got like all, all these ridges and stuff. For, it's like a sensory thing. And you put, you pour like peanut butter or pumpkin on it. And then they lick it off and it strengthens their, their mouth, their tongue, their jaw muscles, and it stimulates their brain. Well, they can also hear me because I put the show on the TV. So <laughs> I think that that was, that's a, that's a nice little touch. So that we're going to have ourselves a little bit of a good time today. And let's briefly talk about the preseason game on Saturday. And the Minnesota Vikings lost their 10th straight preseason game. This one to the Arizona Cardinals by a score of 18 to 17. It was really a tale of two halves. The Vikings dominated in the first half, especially the first seven minutes of the game in the first quarter where they had 11 plays, 80 yards and two touchdowns. Um, And the only other two plays of the game were the Cardinals. And one of them was a strip sack by Jay Ward. So overall, I came away really impressed with a lot of things and especially early on in the game because that's when you saw the best players. And when I'm judging Jaron Hall, I'm trying to judge him based on context, which is why I haven't been nearly as down on him as other people, because you have to look at the scenario. You have to look at the circumstances. And that all matters when you're having these conversations. And it's something that not everybody wants to talk about. He was playing with a lot of third teamers. The offense has been very vanilla, no matter what, point of the game he's playing in because it's preseason. You're not game planning. You're running a basic offense. And because you're running a basic offense, you're not doing a whole lot. So it base on base. You're not really, Hey, I know that they like to run this formation, this blitz in this scenario. You're not doing that. You're trying to identify who wins mano y mano. And is like Vidarian Lowe, who just got traded to the New England Patriots. Is he going to beat the edge rusher in front of him? Is Lucky Jackson going to beat the corner off of his release and get some separation? We want to see those things. And that is how we're going to make those decisions. I don't want, I'm not going to scheme up stuff for you, but I want to see how you perform within the context of a basic structure. And then it'll make it easier for me to project. If I do this for you, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to be successful with it? And that's what the preseason is really all about. Jaron Hall had a little bit of an up and down game against Seattle, a much better performance against the Titans. And then he played the entire game on Saturday. And I will recommend you go to Luke Braun's Twitter on at Luke Braun NFL. And he broke down the interception and explained why it wasn't Jaron Hall's fault. And it was exactly what I thought it was. So Ben Sims was running a stick route where you basically go up five, six yards, and then you cut. And then you basically flatten it out and run an out route or an in route. Uh, 
I think sticks are actually always out routes. So he runs an out route, but he stops instead of continuing to go. And that is part of the reason why that interception was thrown. He's, he's leading the receiver, which is incredibly normal. So you're, I'm throwing to a spot that you're supposed to be at and there are landmarks. So when you're a quarterback, if you're running a 15 yard dig route, so an in you go up 15 yards, you hit your break and then you cut straight and you run flat. You don't want to run crooked. You want to run flat. And because you run flat, I know that the ball needs to hit the hash mark right in that 15 yard mark. Cause I know that's where you're going to be. If you decide to stop or break off your route, it's a, it's called a timing pattern. So it's not going to work. That's why the interception ended up happening. So I, I thought Hall played pretty well. He showed a lot of growth. There's still things to work on. He's a fifth round pick, but he showed enough and especially growing from game to game to game that there is still a chance that he could potentially be a starter down the line. I I think you wanted to see if there was any potential of that at all based on how he handled the preseason, how he handled training camp. And I think the steady improvement gives you hope that there, it could happen. Will it? Who knows? But the answer is not no. And I think that's really important as far as wanting to invest the time in developing him. And I, I really appreciated that they gave him time and didn't pull him out after the, the first half because he didn't get as many reps as they wanted him to. I think all of those things factor in. And I was very impressed with Hall in his final preseason performance. What did I call him yesterday? I don't remember. (laughs) Good response. I said he's going to turn into a functional quarterback. Unlike the unemployed Kellen Mond. It's... I liked what I saw. I like the zip, you know, Darren had put out that, you know, he tends to loft passes and people call that touch, that he would like to see it lower trajectory and a little bit more zip on that almost no space to throw the ball catch. The pass he threw was just, and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what we want to see him be able to make that kind of throw. And he did, and I like that. Now, John talks about his scrambling ability. I like that, too. I also like the play-action pass rollout. He played that well. Mm -hmm. I thought he played extremely well in the preseason game as a whole. Now, there's a few mistakes, but as a whole, he played pretty well. And you saw as they started rotating people in, the play start to go down. Right, because you're bringing, you start with second string, and then you go third string, and then you go the the left behinds fourth stringers, and it just deteriorated from there. But I was quite pleased with what I saw from Jaron Hall. Question is, will he make the final fifty three, or will they try to sneak him onto the practice squad? I don't think you can sneak him onto the practice squad, Dave. I'm going to be blatantly honest with you. Because this is a now a three quarterback league, and why is it a three quarterback league? They changed the emergency quarterback rule, where you can dress a third quarterback without having to give up one of those forty six game day roster spots. So you can dress forty seven guys, 
And that quarterback basically only plays if quarterbacks one and two get injured or it's an absolute blowout and you put in the third quarterback in the fourth quarter and give him some reps. So it's a bonus game day roster spot for you to have. You cannot elevate a guy from the practice squad to put in that spot. It has to be on the roster. And that make that matters too. He played well enough that I don't think you can realistically think you're going to sneak him onto the practice squad. I, I don't think so. And I've heard the arguments against it. Like, oh, you can sneak almost anyone onto the practice squad. Why? Only like six, seven guys a year are claimed after cutdown day. Yeah, there aren't that many claimed. But do you want to risk a quarterback? In today's day and age, where quarterback is more important than ever, Dave. Now, are you talking six or seven claimed at cutdown day or throughout the season? Because I see people pick up. Just cutdown day. Okay. I see people pick up, you know, snipe people off of other players' practice squads all season long. Yeah. I'm only talking cutdown day. Remember, the Vikings hosted the Chiefs for joint practices in 2007. And they drafted Tyler Thigpen in the seventh round. And they thought, hey, we can develop this guy. We like this guy. Well, the Chiefs did too. And they claimed him off waivers when the Vikings tried to sneak him to the practice squad. So you have to be really careful. And there's genuine precedent to avoid that. Because of that third quarterback rule, I don't think the Vikings will try to play with fire. And it doesn't matter what your opinion on Hall is. If you think he's going to be the savior of this franchise, which is a joke I have in a Vikings discord that I'm in, or <laughs> if you think that he's just going to be a bad backup and he's just never going to be anything or somewhere in between the third quarterback rule makes him that much more valuable to the team. And that's something that you, we need to keep, um, keep tabs on. Um, oh, also, by the way, Dave, um, the banner, it looks like Tanner Vallejo was traded to the Patriots, not Bedarian Lowe, just by the way it reads. Just a heads up. Well, too bad. That's what I put. So I'm not changing. <laughs> um, Fair enough. You talked about how the Chiefs liked, um, what's his name? Tyler Thigpen. Tyler Thigpen and snagged him. Could the Vikings have seen, since they did the, joint practices with the Titans and the Cardinals seen players from either of those two teams that they might be targeting or at least watching, keeping an eyeball on to see if they get cut. Oh yeah. Uh, It absolutely. There are plenty of guys that I'm sure the Vikings are keeping tabs on. And I don't know who I, I don't really have any, guesses on that i i don't have contacts within the pro scouting staff but i will say this the vikings will most certainly not have the same 53-man roster at 3 p.m on tuesday that they will have by 8 p.m on wednesday there's going to be changes and one of those changes is procedural so take a look at some of the veterans on the roster jonathan bullard johnny munt brandon powell Let's say all three of those guys are guys that you are going to have on the roster. You can cut them and then just bring them back the next day. Because one of the reasons why teams cut veterans and then just bring them right back is because they're not subject to waivers. 
if you have four plus years vested in the National Football League, you are not subject to waivers after cutdown day. So, boom, you just end up going right to free agency. So you talk to them, and these guys are all on vet, veteran minimum deals. You just say, hey, we're going to release you. We're going to re-sign you Wednesday afternoon. Once we put these guys on either injured reserve or the physically unable to perform list. Why is that important? If you put them on it now, they can't return. And because they can't return that, like a guy like Kenny Wongwu, who's let's say hypothetically he's out for like another three weeks. You put him on IR. He can come back week five. Chris Reed's been on the NFI list. Well, what if he's ready to come back in week seven? Put him on the NFI list. What speaking After, of which, what happened to him today? Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, but I want to get through this point. So you're going to see veterans get cut and brought right back because they're on vet minimum deals and it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it won't affect the salary cap. It won't impact anything. And that is something that you're going to see. The Vikings acquired Jalen Rager and Ross Blacklock after the initial cutdown. That's probably going to happen again. The Vikings already traded one player. They traded Vidarian Lowe to the New England Patriots for a six-round pick. That six-round pick was is owned by the Las Vegas Raiders, not owned by the New England Patriots. So something to keep in mind when we're talking about draft pick compensation come April. <laughs> the Vikings also ended up trading a player last year. They traded Jesse Davis. They got a seventh-round pick from the Steelers for 2025. And they obviously got Jalen Rager and Ross Blacklock last year. Don't be shocked if they try to do that again. Once, twice, or three times. And there's a non-zero chance the Vikings may make a trade. What happens if they like their edge depth and they decide to move on from DJ Wanham and they get somebody to give them like a fourth or a fifth? It saves them some cap space, which they're going to need for these extensions. And the level of play is not really going to decrease uh, from edge four, which is Patrick Jones, and then edge five, Luigi Villain, he's fine. So you look at all those aspects, the Vikings are going to have a much different roster on Tuesday afternoon than they do Wednesday night. So just be prepared for that. And don't panic with some of these veterans that get released now. Well, I wouldn't call it much different. I would call that there's a handful that's possibility of being different. It could easily be upwards of six or seven guys. It could be two. A handful. Yeah, but that's significant to me. If you change out seven guys on a 53 man roster, you're talking about like 12%. That's a lot. That that is a big portion of the roster that you're changing over from one day to the next. So I think that it's important to know that we have this and why it's happening. But you did mention Chris Reed earlier, and this I found very interesting. So He's I wanted to point round bellies. Chris Reed restructures contract for a second time. Now let's go back to March. He had 2.4 million on his contract with some not likely to be earned incentives. They, but none of it was guaranteed. They could have just cut him for nothing. He chose and the Vikings worked to them. They cut his overall like salary by a million dollars. They guaranteed him 600,000. So no matter what, he could have been cut. He'd still get $600,000 from the Minnesota Vikings. 
And he did that because he knew he was going to have to take a pay cut, but then he at least got something in return. And that's normal. Jordan Hicks did the same thing. 5 million to $3.5 million in salary. But instead of having nothing guaranteed, the Vikings guaranteed all 3.5 million. So that's one of the ways there's this give and take with these negotiations because Jordan Hicks was in danger of being cut and getting nothing. Now he gets $3.5 million. That's a good chunk of change. So those things matter. And Tyler Ireland is in the chat um, asking if Jalen Rager is considered a veteran the same way power or Bullard is. No, he's not because he's only, he only has three vested seasons. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your fourth season in order to be considered a vested veteran and that active roster seasons. I think you have to be on the, on the active roster, not practice squad for, at least eight games for it to be considered a vested season. I I may be slightly off on that, but it's something along those lines. If you're on the practice squad, it's not a vested season. It just isn't. And if they were to waive Rager, the somebody could claim him and, or somebody could trade for him. And I think that's one of the theories floating around right now is Rager played so much in the preseason game as a showcase to continue to show how well he's been playing during camp and in the preseason hoping that somebody will give up draft pick conversation for him. Vikings have a pretty deep receiver room. Jalen Naylor, Brandon Powell, Tristan Jackson, and they may be like, you know what? Maybe we can get something for Rager because there's just not enough room for him to shine, and maybe somebody he'll think the same way Quasey did last year. And after he's performed this preseason, this is the, probably the best he's looked as an NFL player. That, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll get anything out of him, but it's something to be aware of and be cognizant of. So, I, I'm really interested to see what happens with him and I will keep tabs on that. But I do think the Vikings are going to make a couple of those Jalen Rager, Black, Ross Blacklock type trades they have. So right now their fourth and their fifth are tied up. They cannot be traded because they are compensation for the Jalen Rager trade there. It's conditional. He, he has to hit certain statistical plateaus. And if he hits those plateaus, then it goes up to a fourth. Otherwise, it stays a fifth. So both of them cannot be traded by the Vikings. But what they do have is they have the Lions fourth. They have two other fifth round picks. And they have two other sixth round picks this year that they can use as Arsenal to be able to make some of those trades. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a few of them because they're going to try and build this roster and it could be a player for player swap. Maybe they trade DJ Wanham because, Oh, there's a cornerback that could be our cornerback three that I can get for DJ Wanham. Let's make that trade. So there's a lot of different avenues that the Vikings can go about this. And I'm very intrigued to see how Quasey attacks it because we saw how we did with his first, that for his first cut down day He's very aggressive. He wanted to bring in talent on this team and it's the money ball approach. And you're you're going to miss. It's just a fact of life. You're going to miss, but you're taking calculated risks, low impact moves. Ross Blacklock, they got a seventh round pick back and they traded a sixth. You go back about, I don't know, what was it, like 40 spots to be able to get a, a player that was drafted in the second round and has a lot of pass rush upside. It hasn't worked out. That's a very low risk move. Jalen Rager, seventh round pick and likely a fifth round pick. That's pretty low risk too for a guy who was drafted 
one spot before Justin Jefferson, and we make fun of it, but he was a first-round pick. That is something noteworthy, and it's worth taking a bet on that after two years of playing for an organization that it didn't seem like they were developing him much, and it felt like they were just ready to throw him away like garbage, the Vikings come in and they try to make something out of him. It hasn't worked yet. But, but he's improved this preseason over what he did last year by far. They also did the same thing with TJ Hawkinson. I'd say that's worked out. It was a $900,000 cap at year one, $9.33 million this year. They basically gave up the equivalent of a third-round pick because they got two fourths back. They traded a second and a third. And when you look at the overall value, it ends up being a third-rounder. I'd say TJ's worth the third-round pick. Mm-hmm. And that's where the money ball approach can really work. Now he's and, worth his extension. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, reports are that he wants to set the market. And that's Which would be one of the 18 plus million a year. At a certain point, you're not worth the extension if you're going that high above market. I still think Darren Waller's deal is above market. Because it's kind of a dummy deal. There's like no guarantees on it. Three years, 51 million. And the Raiders can, or sorry, the Giants can cut him for basically no penalty after this year. That, how much of that is like, is that really a legit extension? I Teams will be like, no, it's not. George Kittle's 575. Yeah, I think that's the baseline that a lot of people are, are going to be utilizing, Dave. I really do. And it's it's good it's very interesting to see how everything's going to end up playing out. Well, I'm and, curious how they play it out because he's under contract this year so he's got to play. Next year they could throw the tag at him mm-hmm. and he has no choice unless he wants to sit out and lose all that money fines and everything else. Uh with the tag you can sit out and there's no repercussions other than you don't get paid. But it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Do I think he's worth that highest 18 million plus average per year? Probably not. That's probably overpaying him. But are the Vikings willing to make something close? Well, Quasi, Quasi has yet to do a long-term contract. And this is one of those sticking points where how will Quasi do this? that I find fascinating. Yeah, it's going to be really fascinating. And Dave, you know what else is fascinating? There is a giveaway coming from Fans for Sports Network, our podcast partner, and it can send you to the week one game of your choice. How does that work, and how can our listeners and viewers of this show get involved? Uh, It's real simple. (laughs) It's as easy as going over to contest.fansfirstsports.com and filling out the appropriate information. And once you've done that, you're eligible to get four free tickets grouped together, valued up to $5,000. So $5,000 divided by four is twelve fifty. dollars those are nice tickets. I don't care what stadium you're in. 
But for Vikings fans, of course, that's U.S. Bank. And that's going to put you probably lower bowl 50-yard line. And all you've got to do is go over there, fill it out, do what's required, and there's not much, and you enter to win. The closeout date is September 4th. So you must do this before September 4th to get an opportunity to go to a week one game. Now, if you're not in the Minnesota area and can't make the game at U.S. Bank, but say you're on the coast, say you're like Luke Braun and live in L.A., right? You can get tickets for that game. Or you're in New York and you want to see Aaron Rodgers get beat up and sacked. You can go to that game if that game is there. I haven't looked. But that's an example. So if you want a chance to do it, it's in the comments. Just go to contests.fanfirstsports.com, fill it out, and you have a chance to win four primo seats for you and whoever you invite to go with you, your friends, your family, whomever. And they'll have a great time, and it'll all be on Fans First Sports Network. Gotta love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, the dogs are doing good. Odie good. decided to go eat Eclair's Licky Map, but she's happy. And I think she's just <laughs> over peanut butter, so that's fine. Um, let's talk about my 53-man roster projections Dave and at the end we're going to talk about my practice squad projections which is only based on players from the roster that I think would make the practice squad I left four spots open for outsiders because you usually have some outsiders on the practice squad too Mm -hmm. so but I want to preface this as well there will be no Wednesday night show this week but we are going to have a show tomorrow night Tuesday breaking down the initial 53 man roster and that could come earlier, but I think we're still planning on doing it at 6 PM central. And we are going to be talking all about what the Vikings did, what they didn't do any surprises. And we're going to break it all down and take a look at some potential players that maybe the Vikings will have their eyes on. So, Tuesday show those guys at the very bottom of that 53 that might be the ones that whether it be Kanae Nwangwu, right? And we know that he made the 53 man roster tomorrow, but on Wednesday he's going to the um IR list. Stuff like that. Yep. And we're going to talk all about every aspect of it tomorrow night. Tuesday August 29th, 6 p.m. Central. And I will be at the State Fair Wednesday night. That's why we're <laughs> we're moving it. But timely-wise, it makes all the sense in the world. So be prepared. It will not come Wednesday. Now let's get to this 53-man roster projection. And if you're looking below, you, you've already seen everybody on the tracker, but I'm going to break down each position group. Quarterback, I am not going to talk about much. It's Kirk Cousins, Nick Mullins, Jaron Hall. We're keeping three. We're going to keep all of them. And the only way I think we move on from one of these guys, I don't. I thought it would only be Trey Lance. 
Trey Lance was going to be ultimate wild card. And if we brought in Lance, I thought we were going to trade Nick Mullins, not Jaron Hall, because Nick Mullins is arguably a top five straight up backup quarterback. And we talked about this before. I call consider a backup quarterback a guy that you don't want starting. You're not trying to develop into a starter. He is a backup, a straight up backup. And that's what you have with that Nick Mullins, just a stalwart backup. And Jaron Hall's your developmental guy. Um, right now, let's go to running back. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go to running back. Running back is... I have them keeping five. And here's why I have them keeping five. I think Kenei Wangwu is not going to start the season on the active roster. <laughs> Put him on the PUP list. Sorry, or we just got yeah. our first thumbs down of this night. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. If, hey. hey, if you don't like, if you don't like the show, um, I'm open to criticism. Fire away. No, they may not like your choice of who you're keeping, but that's fine. It's all good for the algorithm. Yeah, and you're more well, likely are more welcome to stay and put your argument up in the comments because we're here. We'll we'll take it. We won't. Beat you down. So I have Wang Wu making the roster, and then on Wednesday, he will end up on the either the PUP list or injured reserve. But it'll be Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride, and CJ Ham. Other than that, and I, I think it's pretty chalk. I think McBride makes it because Wang Wu isn't going to be. Um, what do you call it? He's not going to be on the roster for week one. He's still injured. So I I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense as Dave pretends to smoke a crack pipe. Um, wide receiver. <laughs> this one, I have five. Um, I have Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison, Jalen Rager, Jalen Naylor. I think that Brandon Powell will be on this roster, but he's going to be one of those procedural vet moves. They're going to release him and they're going to bring him back on Wednesday. So I really don't think that there's going to be any issues. It's going to be for guys like Kenny Wongwu and Chris Reed, who probably end up on those um, injured lists. And you have to, you have to keep them on the roster initially before you put them on and open up that roster spot. And I think Powell is one of those guys who's going to be taking that bullet initially. It's just something to be aware of, but Tristan Jackson has a real shot to make this roster too. 
And that and if you keep six, that's probably what's going to happen. Now, that's if everything goes normal and Rager doesn't get traded or any of the other rumors that are flying today. Yeah. All right, tight end. Three, TJ Hawkinson, Josh Oliver, Johnny Munt. Nick Muse could make it as a fourth. Uh, I think he's going to end up back on the practice squad, personal opinion. But Johnny Munt is was called by Kevin O'Connell the best tight end three in the, in the league. They're not getting rid of him. They're not. And it doesn't matter what we think of him. They like him enough. They're going to keep him. So if it's going to be a fourth, it's probably Nick Muse. Ben Sims has an outside shot. He's been very good. But mm. I don't. I think he's more of a practice squad guy. Even though he actually didn't. I don't know if he made my practice squad. I don't think he did. I had. I no, agree with you. I think Muse is going to the practice squad, but I think he played well enough that if we try that, he may be one that gets sniped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he very well could, uh, especially because he played well in the preseason and tight ends are a tricky one to develop. So if you like a guy, you just could kind of go get him and you just kind of deal with it. Uh, they say that you draft a tight end for their second team. Because mm-hmm. they take so long to develop, but I think Muse has has potential. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go to offensive line. I have nine. The big you have your five bets. stars: Christian Derisaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram, Brian O'Neill, Oliodo, Blake Brandle are your tackles. Chris Reed and Austin Schlopman are your interior guys. Now, I think Reed's probably going to end up on that NFI list, which he means he's out for six weeks. And you have to do that if he's going to return at all. Now you can't do that later. So I don't know who would replace him. Maybe Josh Sokol gets that spot. Well, I don't they know. Did, they did release him. They waived him today, and mm-hmm. so hopefully they'll bring him back. Because I thought Sokol was going to make it, but it, he's in a good position to do that. And. uh Dave L talked about so we're dealing with the same offensive line as of right now, yes. But also watch within that first twenty-four hours, Dave, between cut down in the final fifty-three and then Wednesday to see what happens when players rotate off to go on the IR. Um, what the Vikings may do. You know they're watching other cuts. And there have been some cuts of some offensive linemen today that I went, hmm. So the starters are not going to change, though. Yeah. I don't think the starters are going are gonna to change at all. So the it's the depth that I'm intrigued by. Oliudo's not getting cut because he's on a, a very unique veteran contract where if you were a late-round pick – after four years with the same team, you get to sign a deal where you make $2.54 million, but you only count as the vet minimum. And if you cut the guy, you have to pay all $2.54 million on the cap. The Vikings aren't going to do that. And they like Udo a lot more than some other people do. So something to be cognizant of as well. Um, defensive line. This is another procedural group. I had five. Dean Lowry, Harrison Phillips, Kyrus Tonga, Jaquel and Roy, and Asezi Otomewo. I 
don't know if Otomeo was going to make the team, but I'm going off the premise that one, they were trying him some unique spots. They were standing him up as like a seven technique off the edge and utilizing him in interesting ways. And they have not shown to be ones to give up on draft picks. I think that this is a guy who's going to stick around. We'll see it, um, if the Vikings agree, but same with Roy. And I think Jonathan Buller is going to come back on this roster, him or Sheldon Day, for that vet procedural move. And the other hopefully will end up on the practice squad because I think they're both good players. They just don't have upside like Otomewo and Roy do. And I think that, for me, that's the tipping point because if you're, if you're all on the same level now and the other two have some level of upside, you have to bet on the upside with all things equal. You just do. And I'm a big Bullard guy. I think Bullard's a very, very solid player who's a little underrated. But it with his like status and all things considered being a vested vet, you make that move. So that's kind of where I'm at there. Um, th- things get a little more interesting as you go forward. Edge rusher. This could easily be four. It could be six. Um, Anthony asks if Max Duggan is worth looking at his deve- developmental project. I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to keep it short. Absolutely not. He doesn't have an NFL arm. <laughs> he just doesn't. Um, he, that was he, succinct. He probably should have won the Heisman Trophy last year, but college success does not end up equating to NFL success at all. Uh, so I'm completely out. Outside linebacker slash edge rusher. Daniel, I have five. Daniel Hunter, Marcus Davenport, DJ Wanham. Patrick Jones, Luigi Villain. And I do believe that one of these guys could end up getting moved. I'm also not convinced Luigi Villain will make the team 100%. I have him here, but that's one that they could easily choose to just stash on the practice squad or move on from. He has had a very up and down camp and preseason. So that could end up being a thing. I'm very intrigued to see how things end up playing out with this group. And it's going to be interesting to see how things end up working out here. Cause Andre Carter, the second is still in potentially getting a roster spot as I adjust myself in my chair. Um, I don't think he's deserves one, but they have a lot invested in him and they may not want to risk putting him on the practice squad. That's what they did with the lane last year. So it's, it's a non-zero possibility. He's going to make the practice squad and he's going to make what that, what they paid him. I Dave, what I'm saying is I don't know if they want to risk sneaking him onto the practice squad. They should. That's not the debate though. I I don't, I don't, you think because, there's a sunk cost. No, it, that's not it at all. I, I think they would fear losing him because of what kind of rare specimen he is that you could potentially mold into something. He didn't show he anything in the preseason. Have, he doesn't have strength and a, a wide arsenal of pass rush moves. A good defensive line coach, which we have in Chris Rump, can teach the pass rush moves. But you have to be able to develop that strength and to from the naked eye, he looks bigger than he did at Army. And I, oh, I'm sure it's he's a been working bit, at it all summer. Yeah, it's growth. 
and he's a he's a project regardless. But if a team thinks that they can use him as their project and get a, a talented rotational edge rusher out of the deal, they may not want to lose that. I, I don't think they're worried at this point. I, I thought so initially, but a $340,000 sunk cost is not a lot. <laughs> but if they really believe in this guy, he's not going to go to the practice squad. He's going to stay on the main roster. And we can argue the merits all we want, but the idea would be just like it happened with Valaine. It's a redshirt year. You just don't want to risk losing him. And so you have to keep a spot for him on the roster. They did that with Vidarian Lowe. They did that with Luigi Valane. They did that with Otomewo. Otomewo didn't play until like week 12. I think this is, could be the same situation. Is it a good one? I. That's where the argument is. But Would you I, like I think. to make a wager? Ooh. Okay. What do you want to wager? <laughs> Favorite bottle of something up to $60. Funds are a little tight. Let's drop it to under 50. But okay. I, I, I think he delivers at both places. I'm sure. Here, here's the bet. I, I will bet that the Vikings will be keeping Andre Carter past, or he will be on the active roster. At twelve oh one a.m. Thursday morning. Thursday. So you're saying that they're gonna they're gonna keep him on the roster tomorrow, keep yep. him Wednesday, and not release him till after. Not release him till Thursday. Yep. Twelve oh one a.m. Even though I didn't have him on my projections, I'm I'm starting to think that they're not going to let him go. And okay. I, I think that's that's the route they're going to take. Okay, and I say he gets cut. He gets he gets waived tomorrow. There we so go. So we'll see. We'll know by tomorrow night. Yeah. All right. Cheers. So let's go to inside linebackers. This one's pretty chalk. Four guys: Brian Asamoah. Jordan Hicks, Ivan Pace Jr., Troy Dye. Troy Reader's got a chance to make this interesting because I think he's had a decent enough camp, but I think that they're going to... That's a veteran that they put on the practice squad. I don't think that he's going to end up making the roster unless they really dislike the end of what Troy Dye was because that that could really change things. So that that last spot with Dye, I think, is the intrigue. Ivan Pace Jr. is going to make this team. That's mm-hmm. not even a question at this point. So... That's that's kind of where we're at. Cornerback, I have six. I thought Tay Gowan had a shot. They waved, injured him, mm-hmm. and he's not going to be on this team. Um, maybe a practice squad um, after because they the waved injured. They basically pay you for X amount of um, what you call it. They go to. Um, so if he's hurt, if he would be out for three weeks, they pay you for three weeks. That's basically the injury settlement. So we don't know what that is at this point, but we'll find out. But I have six. Byron Murphy Jr., Andrew Booth Jr., Caleb Evans, Joan Williams, Makai Blackman, and special teams maven Najee Thompson. I, I really think that 
he's going to make the squad based on his performance. And I, it's going to be hard not to. And Dr. Proto is correct. Odie is borking at Eclair downstairs. And I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that this mic can pick that up, but it can. So, Oh, I'm hearing her, but that's okay. Yeah. That's uh, Odie is right. part of the show. Let's just be real here. Um, I think the corner is something that they could add a veteran. Um, I'm not convinced they, they love Joe on Williams. I, I do think that they like the rest of this room pretty well. And they're not, they are not going to give up any Andrew Booth jr. They're just not, um, that he's been, he, he's got too much potential talent and so many different things have been, have been going against him, like injury and all the other things. Um, by the way, Dave, that's wrong. It's now 986. Um, I know. So, Two more position groups, and then we're going to get out of here and get you uh, all excited for tomorrow. Safety, I have five. This could be six. Theo Jackson could make this team as a six safety. Don't count that out. Harrison Smith, Cameron Bynum, Lewis Seen, Josh Mantellis, Jay Ward. Theo Jackson's been very good, and mm-hmm. sometimes you you have to just keep good players, and maybe that's a guy that ends up knocking Najee Thompson off the roster because he's been good and he's versatile. I'm not saying he should. I'm saying he could because he could easily be your third or fourth safety. And you feel pretty comfortable with it. And right now he's your safety six. And that's a valuable piece. And I agree with you. I think we're going heavy on TBs this year because one Jackson is very good and we'd like to keep him because we know that. Harrison Hitman Smith has a limited time to play because of his age. We know Lewis Seen isn't making the progress all of us would like to see. Mm-hmm. Jay Ward obviously has done well so far, but it would be nice to have these guys for the future. And then when it comes to special teams, Najee should be there because there's nobody, I don't care. When he's in and they and he restricts punt returns to a whopping two yards total, and everybody else is letting punt returns go, there's no doubt the special teams coach is going to be jumping up and down on Kevin O'Connell's desk and Quasi's desk that he has to make the team. So do we keep 10, 11, 12 DBs? That's possible. We might see that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There, there's a, a lot that's going to be happening and I'm very interested to see how things end up working out with this group because Theo Jackson's been good. Um, I want to see how it, how it ends up factoring in and we will find that out pretty quick. Um, last position group specialists, nothing crazy here. Greg Joseph kicker, Ryan Wright punter, Andrew DePaula, all pro long snapper. That is your projection for the Vikings 53-man roster. And I'll run down who who I think are going to be the practice squad guys um, real quick because I know we got to get out of here. Running back Aaron Dykes, I thought he showed enough in the last two preseason games uh, to be. um, who are um, Aaron, who are our boys on the other show? Um, uh, Which show are you talking about? Uh, Drop it in the comments. I want to... I would like to know. um, There... 
All right. I said yesterday they were showcasing Rager. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they intend to trade him or not, he was because of all the play he got against the Cardinals, they were obviously showcasing him. So he is on that that knife's edge of which way he goes. Do I think he's playing better this year? Do I think he could be a very solid wide receiver? Absolutely. Do I think they might want to trade him? Possibly. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's very, very possible. Um, all right. We got Dykes, wide receivers, Tristan Jackson and Blake Prohl. I thought they've done enough. I think Lucky Jackson could be on this list as well. Um, a lot of receiver talent in the room. Now, these guys aren't going to be wide receiver two, but having good talent on your roster, a wide receiver is, is a good thing. And I think these guys could step up well enough. Um, tight end. I think Nick Muse, Ben Sims is a possibility here too, but they have a lot invested in Muse already. And I think they're going to prioritize him. Um, center, Josh Sokol and offensive guard, Jack Snyder. Snyder has been a little inconsistent, but I think that they're going to want to keep two guys on the offensive line. And I, right now there are no tackles worth keeping at all um, on this team outside of Udo Brandle and the two starters. So I gave the nod to Snyder who I thought had some good moments. Um, defensive lineman Sheldon day and Ross Blacklock. Um, I think there's still something there with Blacklock. Uh, he, he's got potential. He did not play well last year, but Last year was also a really down year overall for the defense. So, um, and Sheldon day was tremendous. Um, right now I have Andre Carter on the practice squad, but I have changed my mind since I published this piece, Troy reader, uh, cornerback, Tate Gowan and safety, Theo Jackson. Those are my prime practice squad candidates right now. And I think that that's a, that's a pretty solid practice squad and they can Mm -hmm. add up to 16. So that leaves four spaces outside of the guys that I just named. That they can bring and, in from other squads. Yep. Absolutely. So this is going to be a very interesting group of football players. And the Vikings have now at this exact moment, 20 hours and three minutes to make those decisions. They have to be in by 3 p.m. Central time on the 29th. And then the practice squad can start being formed at 12.01 p.m. Central on Wednesday, August 30th. So that's it. This is what we have. This is how the Vikings are likely going to shape their roster. Um, We are also, for those of you who don't know, at 986 subscribers on YouTube. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. If you haven't subscribed yet, you've been listening for a while, please do. That thousand mark is very important for us and to help us continue to grow. It helps us with the algorithm and it helps us in so many ways. So please hit that subscribe and help us get above 1,000. And it's going to make a really big difference for us as Mm -hmm. we continue to grow this uh, podcast platform and YouTube channel. Um, We are going to continue to provide the best Vikings content out there. And we're going to have fun doing it. And I can't wait for Dave to buy me a bottle of bourbon. Thinking, (laughs) I'm thinking... Uh, it'd be nice to have a backup bottle of Angel's Envy, but hey, 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 I can have it if I can have it delivered. You, you got it. If you win the bet, all right, you you can just send me money. We won't deal with that delivery <laughs> garbage. I, I'm not going to pay somebody seven dollars to have it delivered when you and I are 
more than right, capable of driving to the store. We go to the liquor store. We're yeah. So um, I do want to <laughs> highlight one thing. Tonight, everybody saw that Justin Day was in the remarks. He's one of the moderators here. Justin Day, who is part of Vikings First and Skull. He's on the podcast side. He has his own YouTube channel. He has a show tonight in one hour. And I highly encourage you to go over there and watch and give him hell. Tell him to make it into a podcast. Absolutely. Go check it out. And it's perfect because this show used to be at at that time. And now he has he has the opportunity to do it without our us as competition. And we we like that. We like to be able to Hey, we're a team. Just like the yeah. purple, baby. Just like the purple. And we're gonna repeat division champion. Yes. With that, make sure you hit that like send subscribe buttons, comment, do all the fun things. If you're listening on podcasts, please do the same thing. We don't have many podcast reviews. Actually, we don't have any podcast reviews, but we have a few, a few ratings. Please rate us with five stars. Give us a good podcast review so we can grow on that platform as well. In the meantime, that's Dave. I'm Tyler. I'm going to go pet my dogs. Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Like. Subscribe. And ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community. And we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.